This is a Therapy for Dads podcast. I'm your host. My name is Travis. I'm a therapist, a dad, a husband. Here at Therapy for Dads, we're reclaiming the narrative of fatherhood, one story at a time. You can follow the journey on Instagram at Therapy for Dads and our website, www.therapyfordads.com. Welcome. So welcome to Therapy for Dads. This is the first episode of the video podcast ever, and uh, I'd like to welcome Ryan to the show. And Ryan, why don't you to start with introducing yourself, everybody? Yeah, so uh, my name's Ryan Bear. Uh, I've known Travis not that long, <laughs> but I feel like we've always had good conversations yeah. at friends' parties and hanging out, so it was really cool when you approached me. Yeah. Didn't feel too random for whatever reason. I don't know why. Hmm. It felt good <laughs> yeah it kind of felt like kindred spirits yes for yeah. sure yeah yeah and so tell me a bit about um your family um so yeah so i've been married for 11 years okay. my name is brie um got two boys hudson and wyatt they're five and a half two and a half and yeah we've you know we live in tustin okay. pretty close so yeah we've been in that house for what almost nine years now okay so yeah we've we're just doing our thing. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Nice. So two yeah. boys. Two boys. What's it like having two boys? Busy. <laughs> it's, well, especially like the age difference. It's nice for the gap, like the sure. three-year gap. But it's like Hudson's got a whole other energy level, being almost six, and then okay. Wyatt's two going on three. So there's that whole dramatic, everything's on fire. He wants that. You know what I mean? There's You know how that is. It's, yeah. it's So it's very different levels of energy going yeah. on, and you're just like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's you're right. Different le- levels of energy for sure, and it's moving you. And I got two boys too, so I can relate to the that kind of constant energy. Yeah, um, yeah. Two boys too. Four, four and two, my boys, and uh, I feel like it's just it's mayhem. Yes, you know, it's just a tornado from one thing to the next. And I don't know about yours, but one of my boys is a uh, he has a death wish. Oh, um, <laughs> climbs everything, and so. Uh, our first never climbed anything, but second, he'd climb on the table, the counters, the bathroom counters. <laughs> I don't know how he hasn't cracked a skull. Like I've had numerous times in my heart, I think it just stopped beating and I don't breathe for like a good half hour because I'm like, I don't know how. Stand you Stand at the edge of the cliff. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know how. So I don't know if you have any relation to death defying, you know, just death wish boys, but that's sometimes my youngest. I don't know if you have any relation to that. Well, uh, Hudson likes jumping off stuff like he's very adventurous <laughs> yeah. like why it's not so adventurous like okay. even the trampoline like Hudson will jump do all these crazy tricks like flop on his back and why it goes like this high off the ground and he's like freaking pumped like and there's <laughs> so they're very different in yeah. that way yeah but yeah Hudson I, I he definitely was never a climber okay so we definitely are thankful for that because <laughs> I I can feel free for that that's got to be very stressful yeah there's been a few of just just gasps and trying to get to him <laughs> as calmly but as quickly as possible to not freak him out exactly i think the like, oh, come over here, yeah come, st- just stop walking <laughs> you're, you're just you're gonna fall off you know our island and you're done because it's tile floor so it's yep. a, it's a drop and it's not forgiving no it, there's no give really it's uh <laughs> yeah it's fun um so can you tell me a bit about your dad journey like how did you so i know you got two boys you're married almost 11 years but mm-hmm. tell me a bit about your dad journey like how did you how'd that start how'd you become a dad how did you find out? 
things like How that. How did I find out? Yeah. Um, so me and Bree had actually tried for almost five years. Okay. So pretty much after our first year anniversary, we're like, let's try to have kids. Huh. Like we've always, like our parents were pretty young. They kind of have that youthful spirit. And everyone's older <laughs> and they're like, we kind of want that. Yeah. You know, like we don't really want to be older parents. Sure. Rather like, well, we have the energy. Let's do it. Yeah. So we had tried for like almost five years, million different things and anything okay. you possibly imagine okay. besides maybe IVF or anything. Okay. And it ended up being like, there were some surgeries Breeze needed just to kind of correct some stuff. Wow. And it worked like okay. it worked well. So, okay. which was nice because after some, some surgeries, after three months, we got oh, pregnant wow. right away. Oh my gosh. So that was a relief. Okay. But it was definitely, a, it was a process, you know, long sure. time. Like, yeah. you know, every month was like another disappointment, another yeah. disappointment. And yeah, when you're that young, you're, you're like, why is this shouldn't be this hard? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like sure, 23, 24, 25, right. you're like, shouldn't life be easier when you're yeah. this young? Like this happens when you're 40. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Sorry for any of you that are 40. Yeah, no, uh, but it's like, you know, yeah. you hear when people are young, like they get pregnant by yeah. looking at each other. No, and yeah, I mean, I, we actually have a similar story. It took five years. Wow. About, you yeah. know, and I, I don't know about you, but. I know. I remember the up and down, the roller coaster. Like yes. every month of like, this could be it. This could be it. Yes. And then <laughs> this should be easier. So what was that like? That up and down period for you? Like what, what was it like for you? It was it was hard because it felt. Um, I felt like I was putting a lot of energy supporting Bree, supporting mm-hmm. kind of us both at the same time. We're both doing different doctor's appointments, figuring things out. Sure. You know, and sometimes the news was good, like mm-hmm. everything on my end was doing okay, but it's like. Oh, that means there's another bad side to this. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you know, you never really got the perfect news you want. Like, we found the answer. Yeah. It just never was that clear for many, many years. Yeah. And then her doctor just kind of said, like, you could have this, this, and this. It does take a surgery. The data says this could fix it. Nothing's guaranteed. And we're like, who cares? Right. <laughs> you know? At this we'll point. We'll do it. We'll At this try. point, sure. we tried for four, four and a half yeah, years. Yeah, we'll, we'll go for it. We'll go for it. Okay. And it was... I mean, it worked. Wow. And actually for Wyatt, we had to do the exact same thing. Really? After like six months, we're like, no, we're not waiting that much longer. Okay. We went back to the doctor, same thing. She's like, yep, I think this is the exact surgery same again. Same surgery. Literally like three months later, hmm. had another, I had, got pregnant again. What was the, if, if you don't mind asking, what was the diagnosis or what was the actual surgery or problem? I always say this wrong and Bree's going to listen to this and <laughs> die laughing. Sure. It's like, it's enterometriosis. I yeah, yeah, nice. I think it's endometriosis. In fact, we'll get corrected, I'm sure. Yeah, by, we need someone to fact check that. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of you out there. Yes. Um, I think it's endometriosis. I can't say the word now. Endometriosis. Yeah, I can never say I've it. heard it, and I think you're correct, but well, I'm cool. sure in about an hour, your wife will correct you quite quickly. Yes. Um, and so will mine. So, okay, so that's what it was. And so did they do, and not to be graphic, but it, guys have had this, is it what they go and scrape inside? Is that what they're doing? The lining, um, or is it? Not really a scrape. It's more. Or just the easiest way to explain it is like they're just blockage. Blockage. They okay. need to make a path. Got it. Easiest way That's to explain it. it. Okay. Yeah. Great. It's just easiest way to explain. It. They need to make a path. Okay. So it can go where it needs to go and awesome. do its thing. And that was it. And that was it. Wow. So like we're like, man, what you told us year one, that would have been right. freaking rad. But it's one of those things like it is pretty rare. Yes. Especially for like younger people to have it. Right. And, you know, and they weren't always looking for that. And it took so much time for right. them to go, maybe this could finally be it. And mm. it clicked. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of it is what it is. Yeah. You know? And well, and, and I'm wondering in that season two, like, because I remember you, you just said that you had all these tests. And I, and I remember back to all of our tests, too. And you kind of have these like victories of like, OK, it's not that. 
Yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. But, <laughs> but still, I, and I remember like, but still no, there was no like resolution or answer for a while. It yeah. was like this great, now what? Yeah. It, it's it a high like, to a low really fast. Fa- yeah. Really fast. Yeah. Yeah. And what, I don't know about you, but I remember my experience a couple times of just feeling at times, especially when, uh, cause my, my swimmers checked out okay too. And I remember that experience and. I'll share that maybe if I need that story about <laughs> my whole fun experience about giving a sample. Um, <laughs> and, but I, I remember like finding out I was okay, but I remember trying to support my wife because it was seeing her emotional, like kind of existential kind of crisis emotions of like, what's wrong with me? Yes. And I don't know. Did, did, yes. Okay. Yes. What was that? What was that like for you when, when Brie had that? Like, was there, like, what was your reaction, thought process or emotional reaction to that process? Yeah, man, I feel like it changed all the time. Okay. You know, like I just wanted to support her any way I can. Yeah. I wanted to try to give a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm someone like, I'm a fixer to sure. an annoying part. You know what I <laughs> sure. mean? Like a husband wife duo. Sometimes I'm a very much like, I can fix this, Got it. but I can't fix it all the time. So okay. I'm always what was that like. For you to be like your fixer, and then this is something you couldn't fix. You know, for me, like I just put a lot of trust in my faith, okay. a lot of trust in this is going to happen. And if for whatever reason it doesn't, there's probably a better, another okay. outcome that's going to happen that's very positive. Hmm. So I'm a very optimistic person like that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know. Like it was just, like you said, it was hard because I was just trying to always be the rock of the support, especially like you said, when like, Everything on my side checked out, and it's like, yeah, victory. Right. Nope, but there's a whole nother level here that right. I have to worry about, be concerned about, mm-hmm. and now we have to go like, well, what's next? What's next? What's the next test? What's the next yeah. high-low? And like having no certainty on like that, there's the answer, and I'm yeah. sure you know that too. Oh, I remember that, yeah. You're just like, okay. like you're How just long always, is this tunnel? How long is this tunnel? Right. When's the light coming? When's it going to hit yeah. my face? It makes right. sense. <laughs> right. When I remember that, like you would get, I felt like I would get like flashes of light. Yeah. It was like, oh, there's the light. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we're coming. And then, no, that was my imagination. It's like <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing things and it's like, no, this tunnel is longer. And longer. it was about the same. It was five years for us. Yeah. And I think ours was similar, but different. It wasn't endometriosis. It was, I can't even say the word, but it was PCOS. <laughs> So okay. polycystic ovary syndrome, which is fairly common, um, which has to do with ovulation and eggs dropping during ovulation. And it's creating, you know, random times when you would ovulate. And right. so you couldn't, there's no predicting. Gotcha. And so there's oh, no way sense. to predict. So when you're having the period, there was no egg drop. It would drop randomly some other time. Right. And so because of that, it's hard to get pregnant, you know. And actually, I don't know about you, but do you remember the, the statistics of stats of getting pregnant when you're actually ovulating. I don't remember it being that high. No, it's like, <laughs> it's like 33 or 35%. Yeah. Again, fact check. It's in the thirties. Yeah. And you're like, that's how high it is at the peak of like, right. you're like, how do, and I remember how do people get pregnant? Yeah. Like 16 year olds touch that, each other's fingers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wait, well, how does that happen? Totally. And it I'm like, all the time. and like 30%, that's, I remember that my mind was blown when you found yeah. the stat out. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and then so PCOS, since so we find that out, and then for her, it's, and gotcha. so my wife had the genetic component and the fix was something called Clomid. Clomid. Clo, Clomid. Clomid. That's the gotcha. short term. 
um, short, shorter name of Clomid, but it's a pill that essentially boosts your natural hormones. So in women, it would boost estrogen. In men, if okay. we take it, um, it'll boost our testosterone. So oh, okay. men can be prescribe this if they're like low in testosterone levels. So that was, and the purpose of boosting estrogen would help with PCOS to essentially level the ovulation and then... Like regulate it? Yeah, essentially regulate gotcha. it. So it's supposed to drop what it's supposed to drop, the egg. And similar to you guys, like you had the surgery and within three months you're pregnant. We then went on Clomid and it's a round of uh, three months, you take a break, three months, you take a break. And so the doctor was like, hey, typically the first round for most couples, nothing happens. It's mm. usually on round two or three. So that's like, you know, nine months out. So I remember starting it, or I didn't, my wife took the pill. Um, and I remember thinking, I remember thinking, oh yeah, we didn't anticipate, expect anything. And I don't know about you guys, we kind of got a little numb or a little like. Yeah, right. This is another thing we're going to do that's going to lead to another thing that didn't work. Right. Yeah. So we, we, we were hopeful, <laughs> but not like. We weren't beaming by any No, means. no, no, no. It was almost like a, <laughs> I felt personally a little detachment. Kind of like I almost expected that we're going to have to keep going. I got used yeah. to, I almost got used to kind of like the next step and knowing that no, this is not going to work. Right. Um, and knowing the doctor kind of said that, I was like mentally prepped, like, yeah, we figure. Like, that's that's how it's been. And um, first round, first month of taking it, I uh, find out we're pregnant. Whoa. So that was the first month, first month of taking Clomid. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> but I don't know. And I, I can't wait to hear your story. But when we found out we were pregnant, um, I remember she came out and told me it was on a Saturday and she said, we're pregnant. And I'm like, okay. So we look at each other and we both kind of non non-verbally just we're like, well, let's just, let's wait till tomorrow and take another test. Yeah. Right. Like we, we didn't want, more, we need more. We need, we need more. Yeah. I need more. I need more data. I need more empirical evidence to show this kind of like, didn't want to believe it for sure. And I remember sitting down on the couch and we put Netflix on, we didn't talk. We just, just essentially watched <laughs> the show until we went to bed. Yeah. Woke up the next day and she went to the store. Actually, she went to the store Saturday night and bought an expensive, you know, uh, pregnancy test. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, a thousand dollars or something. It was expensive. <laughs> but the one that has like the smiley face and all this high tech yeah. stuff. Cause we, I don't know about you guys, but we bought, we did so many of them. We started buying these little strips from Amazon that were like yeah, a the pack. Little, they're a little like whatever. It's just like a thin strip. Mm -hmm. That's like, you know, you get, you buy a pack of like a hundred, <laughs> you know, just because you, we went through so many of them. Like, right. it's just like, well, they're expensive. And so it was great. And they're, they're, they're just not high tech. They're simple. They do exactly what you need, but they're not like, you know, bells and whistles, but we bought sure. a bells and whistles one, like just to test. I don't know why that made a difference. And she came out and I had the smiley face on it. And we looked at each other and we said, okay, can we be excited now? Right. And then we said, we, I think, and then we hugged him. We started crying <laughs> because <laughs> it was awesome. just, it was I, just cause this buildup of emotion. So I don't know. So I'd love to hear what was it like for you as a find out you're actually pregnant? Was it, the, was there tension there? Or was it kind of immediately you're like, yes. Or was there some kind of hesitancy or what was that like for you guys? I remember, I'm not sure if I remember in this perfectly. Right. Brie will remind you. Don't Brie worry. Brie will yeah. remind me for sure. Yeah. I think Brie, didn't even say much for a few days. I think she kept taking tests and tests. Just, just like just I remember, it, like I got up. like a like a row of tests to like prove it out. And I was wow. Like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so she was. You didn't. Even, did she even know she was testing? I. I mean, I knew like, 
you know, she's going through the process okay. and stuff. She usually shows me. And so, you know, it was just like a normal week. Yeah. And then by like the end of the week, she just like broke down crying, showing me all these tests. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's just like an actual thing that's happening for real. And it yeah. was like a very, like he said, almost disbelief. Like if yeah. belief was here and disbelief there, like right. we're almost it's, flopping back and forth. Right. And it took me like, I'd say a full 24 hours for me personally to be like, oh, so this is going to happen. Like we're going to have a kid in August. Like we're this five year process. It like finally it's going to happen. It's kind of started to sink in. Yeah. And okay. I remember for us personally, we didn't tell a lot of people for a long time. Yeah. Like very like family members, maybe a few close friends, sure. but I don't think we said much until like 14 or okay. even 15 weeks. Okay. Why do you think just, that was? What was that? What was going on for you? I guys? think like for we, you. Had, we have had friends personally and just hearing from friends of friends, like they told everyone at nine, 10 weeks, lost the baby. Yeah. And we're like, we just don't know if it's going to take fully. Mm. Like it's been so long and we don't want to throw it out there to everyone and then just have this be this like, expectation that it's going to happen and then if it doesn't happen have to re-explain the whole thing mm. you know what i mean it's almost like it would have been harder it's better to disappoint people like we were pregnant and we lost the baby at 10 weeks rather than like everyone's having a party because my family's happy all our friends are happy and then it's like this huge downfall mm. so for us that's that was our personal choice was to wait it out before we posted anything about it really yeah. told you know friends of friends and all that stuff right right so I thought that was a good move overall. Yeah. You know, it felt nice to always have these like fun micro celebrations with just yeah. us yeah. and our little thing to yeah. be happy and yeah. happy and nervous and all the emotions all combined. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it, again, it's, it sounds like similar to us. Was it, it took a second to sink in. Yeah. Because it's it like, really did. it's this, you're kind of guarded. Yeah. Cause of course. This why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? Yeah. It's cause you kind of get in a way you, you protect yourself from kind of that constant no or that denial of like that the tunnel's longer. Okay? Cause you can only get your hopes up so long and you kinda have to kinda I need to see to slow down. And then so when it sunk in, like what do you remember like when it really sunk in? Like was it then or was it like when your son was born? Like when did it really like at what point Fully click? Yeah, when it was like, oh yeah. Or was it like when you saw the ultrasound or when you saw the anatomy scan or was there like That's a time a when it like really, like when did it really hit you of like, oh, I'm a dad or yeah. I'm going to be like, tell me about that. That's a good question. I think if I'm being fully honest, yeah. I think when he was born, okay, um, that's when it like really clicked. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. there it is. Like, And honestly, like even like the birth wasn't easy for okay, Brie. It was sure. a very long labor, yep. pretty intense. And he was 10 pounds, three ounces. He was a freaking NBA ten, basketball player. 10 pounds? Like the Will Ferrell skit where he's like, oh, it's hot in here. Oh like pretty much that. You know 10 what I mean? pounds. Huge. Just huge. And was this natural birth? Natural birth? Nat yeah, Brie's a warrior. Like, okay. God bless her. <laughs> uh, yeah. I so, need to give her a hug. Yes. Or so there send, was a I'm going to send her something. I need flour. I, what does she like? I don't. Yeah. Flour, chocolates. Okay. I'm saying that tomorrow because that is <laughs> natural 10 pound. Okay. That's, that's, that's a big boy. There's a big boy. And it's I remember a, even like watching him come out. I was like, dang, that's a big kid. It's a big that's kid. It's a big kid. <laughs> but you know, it, in like, that's even like going into like the story of even for Hudson is like, you know, it was she pushed for over four hours. Oh wow! So it was a lot of a, a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah. And the story was wild because, like, it was like literally like he was there, like 
right. You can literally yeah. see the he- his head. Crowning like, right there. Everything's or, yeah. there. And she's just like, God, you got to get past this. Yeah. Like, because they literally like all the beds are full. Yeah. We can't do a C-section because I have to literally push him back in, wait an hour and anything could happen. Like his heart can drop. You can drop. Like, right. Everything. So many emotions. So, like yeah. if we had a bed available, this would be easy. We're in we can the, get this out in five minutes. But, but there's no bed. There's no bed. So you guys She's are like, in at this. At least an hour. Wow. So they're like. What was that like? That was. It was very like, very. I remember looking at Brie and being like, you can do this. Right. You can do this. Hmm. We're going to get through this. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I remember telling doctor, like, let's do it. So they got like, I don't know if you've ever seen those vacuums yep. thing they had. So mm-hmm. they did like a vacuum. And she says, I only do it three times because it could deform the head. It was literally like one pop off, two okay. pop off. <laughs> she goes to the third. And I was like, please don't pop off. Sure. Because sure. literally it's like you could see oh, like he's almost like, eyebrow okay. level. And I was like, he's there. He's like, yeah. I told Brie, I was like, you got this. <laughs> yeah. And like, it was almost like a scene out of a movie. I swear like nurses came out of the ceiling like out of the walls and there's like all of a sudden 12 people in the room it goes from like three to 12 in two seconds oh my god and they're like holding her legs up they're like you got this mama and like there's a million people chanting for her and all of a sudden like he just comes out oh my god and it was like such a relief and like again that was the moment where i was like whoa like i'm a dad like that's my son yeah like that's him you know and he wasn't breathing cut the cord they had to like i couldn't even cut the cord because he wasn't breathing so they had to like Pour a bunch of fluid out of his lungs wow. and stuff like that. It was a it was a wild night because he was born at like nine twenty six. Okay, they put him in the room and at like eleven. They noticed like he's breathing funny, hmm. like he's not breathing. It sounds like he has fluid still in his lungs. Hmm. So luckily the nurse caught it. Wow, and at like they would call us randomly for feedings and stuff. Hmm. And at like two a.m. they called us for a feeding and we're like zombies at the time. Breeze obviously exhausted and we yeah. walk, i'll never forget it because we walk in i open the door and a girl i went to high school with laura <laughs> is holding hudson and okay. she's like hey ryan and i literally thought, I was like am i dreaming is that laura <laughs> i remember just being like no this is no. not a real thing right and she's like i knew it was your son it said bear nobody has that name oh my God. around here and she has the biggest smile on her face and she's so happy and i remember being like this is because she's like the nicest person. She's a, I'm assuming she's a nurse, not just some random. Yes. Okay. okay. She's a nurse. She's like, she works in the NICU. Oh, wow. So it was okay. literally like the time, everything was perfect. Wow. So she was like always on top of it. Great. Helping us out constantly. Oh, that's and great. And it literally was like, something's like a weight came off. Like I have someone I know helping us through Fine. this next two days of the process. Fine. But it was like such a blur. I remember just walking in and just being like, I haven't slept in like 28 hours and my friend Fine. from high school is here holding Fine. my kid. Is maybe real? it's her. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, he was, he was in the NICU. So that was like, was that, I mean, what was it like to be in the NICU? Like have him away and you couldn't it was, see It him. was, I, I guess, the, I don't know if the word's terrifying, but it was. It almost brought us back to how we felt like the roller coaster we mm-hmm. were just explaining before. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. They're saying yeah. he has an infection. They don't know where. So oh, they man. treat everything. Man. And he's in the NICU and he's in this little incubator thing. Sure, sure. And they're feeding him. And all the nurses are laughing because he's so much bigger than everyone else. <laughs> they're like, he's eating donuts. Like, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're joking around. But like, yeah. And like, we actually, we couldn't go home with him the first day. Mm. So he was still there. Mm. So that was like a really hard, uh, I mean, they discharged us like almost at midnight. Mm. And we just left and we go on back at like 7 a.m. I don't think yeah. we even really slept, to be yeah. honest with you. And we went right back. Yeah. And then like 24 hours later, we we're out to bring him home officially. Uh, okay. So it was about start to finish, I think like five days. Wow. In there. 
Yeah, which yeah, I mean, compared to most people, like yeah. people with had issues before. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's short, but it's definitely like. But it's a little nerve wracking. It's, it's nerve wracking, especially when you like have this expectation of like he's been healthy this whole time, everything's right. been great. Like you yeah. have this like we're just gonna go home and like right. one to two days, right. and then like all this stuff piles on you. It's like the expectation of like we're gonna get pregnant. It's like you have right. these how things should go, should should go, and then the reality of like. For some people, that's totally their story. Right. Like, yeah. that is, and that's great and awesome. And then we, for whatever reason, get these kinks, and you're like, oh, okay. And is he going to be okay? Yeah. We should be home. And th- thankfully, you know, five days in, you get to go home. And wh- what was it like to actually go home and out of the hospital? I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, I mean, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, you're nervous. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> sure, yeah. You, this child. That is like, weird, yeah. Look. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Right. It, Isn't it kind of weird? It's a little weird. You get home and you're like, do we have everything? Right. Am I ready for this? Well, I remember getting in the car the first time <laughs> and you're like, they just gave, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Like, I, 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 we have this tiny little thing. Well, in your case, very large, very large, <laughs> tiny little thing, <laughs> very large and, but still tiny. And, and you're like, yeah. we're in charge of this person. Right. It's the most precious thing I'm ever going to have. And they just hand it to me like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> As if it's like, it's like a receipt. It's like, thanks for coming right. here. Right. Thanks for your stay. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it feels like that. It kind of. It's, and then you go home and you're like, now, now what? Right. And now what? Now what? And so, so that's the first. And what was second, uh, easier birth? Much, I much mean, easier. Yeah. Literally, it was like a three push thing. Just done. Just. No vacuum. No problem. No, no va- I mean, it was literally like minutes. Yeah. Literally like, it was almost too easy. Yeah. Like, we we're almost like, what just happened here? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. comparing it, yeah. it was just like, he was a little, so he was still a big kid. He was still nine pounds. Okay. Okay. Still a big boy. Yeah. But he was a little just different overall in shape. Hudson was kind of big everywhere. Okay. He was just a little more like torso big overall. Okay. Sure. So still a big kid, but you know, super easy. Okay. And it was actually funny. So. Literally, the doctor, Bree's like, I'm just, baby's coming out of me. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. It was like right. 11.45 at night. Yeah. And the doctor's like, hold it. Like, I can't be there right now. Hold it. literally it. was like, they were like, cross your legs. Like, How it was the hold funniest a baby? thing. We're like, what the heck? Like, you're just the opposite, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the doctor's like, no, 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 hold it. And I'll never forget, because I looked at my phone. Yeah. Because I'm a nerd like this. I was like, who's born on the 22nd of August or the 23rd? And? Well, Mike, well... Kobe Bryant's born the 23rd. I was like, 15 minutes, babe. You got this. Kobe oh, Bryant's born 15 <laughs> minutes yeah. later. And she, she wasn't into that comment oh, no. at the moment. No. <laughs> but, I yeah. wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. I think she, other things going on in her mind. And he ended up being born at 12-12. Kobe's birthday, Martin Luther King's speech. I dream of speech. That's right. Yeah, our good friend Katie's birthday. It's a big day. It's a big, it's a day. big day. Way to go. So it, it worked out nice. Dude, way to go. And well, she was able to you know hold for another... You know the time she needed. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, that's a that's a funny concept, by the way. Hold it. What do you mean? Hold, hold it. it. I'll never forget that. Baby said to hold it. Baby's coming. Right. Like we I mean, mean, they literally were like, just "What do you mean? Your legs, what do you like, mean hold dude? it? Right. <laughs> what? Hold it. Okay. Um, well, that's good. I'm glad that that was a much easier birth second round, and it sounds like similar to our story. Crazy long first time. Second was like, it was like five hours. It was so fast. It was yeah. like whoa. Like it was. It was like midnight on a Sunday night is when she started having first contractions. Shepard wasn't born until Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. Five, yeah. some, five something a.m. It was like forever. We were so exhausted. Yeah. And her more than me because she had to push, you know, 
The baby years, right. It's exhausting. But I remember being so exhausted. I've never been more exhausted in my entire life. I was up, we were up, both of us for Sunday morning, we're up, awake. We right. didn't sleep at all Sunday night, maybe an hour or two. So really, you're kind of awake from like Sunday morning until Tuesday. So that's like 40 hours yeah. you're awake. No, it's like, it's, it's, it's so it's, jacked. It's jacked. But the second kid was like five hours. was like, oh, and then what, remember waking up, like, I have energy? Like, it's great. I could take a nap. I could, this is awesome. <laughs> um, so you get both, both, both boys are here. You know, uh, and so crazy first birth, crazy story of getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, and so tell me now, like, what what was another, you know, kind of um, along the way of expectation of how life should go, of like life, should, you know, boy should just grow. But, you know, I know you hit another bump, difficulty along the way. Can you talk about, about that, about Hudson? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So um, Bree and I had both kind of always knew that. There was a delay in Hudson, mm. and that was the best way to to word it before sure. his second birthday. Yeah, second birthday comes around, we're still like he's not quite verbal. Okay, even like and honestly, the biggest thing and like Bree's really good at catching this stuff. She is really good at just all these little details mm. about eye contact and everything. Like she was noticing, like he's not great at eye contact. Mm. It takes maybe three to four times of us saying his name, being as close as we are sure. for him to be like, oh, hey. And like, look, right? you don't really think much about that when they're really, really small. Sure. And as they get older, you're kind of like, kind of thinking about it. And mm. everyone's telling us, it's like, boys are just delayed. Sure. Boys are always delayed. Like, right. don't worry about boys. Yeah, don't boys worry. always figure it out. They're, they're high slow. energy. They're sure. just, they're just, they're in the clouds half right. the time. Right. And Bree was always like, no. I don't think so. There's something else. There's something else. Okay. But it's hard when you're first kid, you don't have the experience. Well, you don't know. You're just kind of following what everyone else is right. telling you. And I would say by the time he's two and a half, we both were like, no. Hmm. We don't care what our, our our doctor's saying. Even the doctor was saying it. Our doctor was saying that. Okay. And we were just like, I think we need to get some second opinions, start hmm. seeing some specialists. And like we took him like two specialists and both were like, I think he's on the spectrum. I think you should go through some other testing, go mm. to the regional center. And when he's three, you can go through the school district. And they kind of gave this this like roadmap of what to do. And it was it was a lot to hear on an official level, hmm. to be honest with you. It was always like, oh, maybe we're overreacting. Maybe he will grow out of it. Maybe, sure. maybe, maybe. And then you hear this like pretty much a definitive, here's the conclusion. Sure. Here's what to do. Yeah. And it's a lot. I mean- you know, they kind of give you like a million pamphlets, a million things of what wow. to do. Like you can go to speech therapy, you can go to OT and you're, they're saying all these expressions like I'm supposed to know. And right. I'm like, what's OT? What's occupational therapy? What's, and you're just like, yeah. and obviously the old Google, Dr. Google never helps. And you're going down right. those rabbit holes. Oh uh, yeah. You know, so it was. So you got flooded with all this stuff and you're like, he, we, yeah, we think he's on the spectrum and then they give you all the stuff. And what was that like? It sounds like overwhelming a bit, like of like, where do you begin? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly for us, it was like, let's just do a little bit at a time. Let's try speech. I mean, we found out pretty quickly speech wasn't for him because they're kind of looking for kids that have difficulty talking, Got it. not on the spectrum of understanding, you know, the day to day stuff. So yeah. like, there was a lot of frustration with us because they're supposed to be like the specialists with autism right. and speech. And it it wasn't like that, to be honest with you. Right. We had like, we went to three different speech therapists, wow. went through the whole process of getting approved. And every time, like two months in, we're like, I just doesn't feel right. right. Like he's not getting anywhere. He screams and cries the whole time. Mm. They are, and mm. they have, it doesn't seem like they had the skills to adapt to him, make him feel comfortable. It just felt very much like, 
This is a half hour session. I'll see you next Tuesday. Got it. Okay. So that was hard for us. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And until he was three and we can go to the school district. That was the game changer. Really? That honestly, like that okay. from two and a half to three was just horrible. Jeez. Just going through a million speech therapists. Do we go to OT? Like, what do we do? Right. You know, we don't have any friends or anyone with this experience. We're just trying any avenue we can think sure. of. Sure. And by the time he was three, we can go to the school. And we're just so thankful that Tustin has an amazing special education. Okay. And like the people that run it are just like little angels. They're like oh, the greatest wow. people in the world. Wow. They so it's like us, a world, world change. Oh, world Total, change. Wow. I mean, they were going through programs, what he should be doing. Like they're wow. giving us like, and they even said like, speech can be difficult. Hmm. Like hmm. I would recommend this. We have speech at school. We have OT hmm. at school. We have all these things. Right. We'll do goals together and... It was just like such an emotional thing yeah. because they were the super detailed reporting. You know, they all had their time with him and they came to us. And I, it's just like the best, it was the best experience. Like as parents to be like, somebody really cares. Mm. Somebody outside of us is going to put effort. And it's like a, it's a systematic thing, which yeah. is systematic things can feel very systematic. Where it's just like, you're yeah. another, another cue, another thing. Mm. And this felt very much like we're building a program just for Hudson right. with other kids. And it felt, yeah. it felt almost nuts. cared for, almost like cared for versus like, word. yeah, yeah. Like system, like robotic yeah. down, like it's cared. It's like, we're, we're, we're working for you and really helping understand the nuance. Yes. Versus like, sure. We're going to throw all this stuff at you. Yeah. Like we're going to shotgun all the stuff and almost like sink or swim. <laughs> and it sounds like this, this group in Tustin room is like, let's, let's work together and educate you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine the shift. I, I feel like if it was me just way overwhelmed and kind of like a little scared, maybe a little angry of like, where do we start? And like, we're doing all this stuff. And like, what yeah. does this mean? And then all of a sudden you get this like, Oh, people know there's a plan. There's a plan. This is not uncommon as it seems in our realm. It's, right. It, it felt like, oh, yeah, we, we do this. We do like, this. We know what to do. Right. We adjust programs as they get older. It felt yeah. very much like we know what to do. God, yeah. And it felt great. Yeah. And like, you know, and there's been challenges, of course, as he gets older, you know, uh, things have always, they're always evolving. They're always sure, changing, sure. you know, but. It feel it felt really good at the time, hmm. and honestly, like talking to other parents, some people were just really late to the game. Hmm. Like some were like, "We didn't do anything till five. Wow! And you're like, "You lost two years." I was like, "I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, couldn't imagine being lost for hmm. that. That six months felt like six years. Like just wow. swimming in uncertainty. And are we just gonna go through a million speech therapists and no right. one cares? And we're the are we going to have to homeschool forever? And right. there's all this doubt of you don't know yeah. what to do. All these questions, just mind just kind of spinning Non-stop. a bit, just like spinning about just. Yeah. And Google doesn't help. Everyone's yeah. got a positive and horrible story at the same time. Right. right. You're just like, yeah. you don't know what to do. So this gave us like a nice path. And then that path led us to like ABA, having home therapies, right. where it's a little more structured for. I guess the best word is like day-to-day skills, like, you mm-hmm. know, put in socks on, put your shoes on, do this. So it's, yeah. it allows us to be able to show him the life skills he mm. needs with school, right? which is great yeah. at the exact same time. So it's busy. <laughs> and Hudson is, <laughs> sure. you know, he's sure. the coolest about it. It's so funny. It's like, <laughs> he's always happy. He's always yeah. in a good mood. You would never know that he's in school six hours a day, has a half hour break, then in therapy for four hours, then goes to bed. Wow. You just... 
you would never. Yeah. He's just always in a good mood. He likes people. Yeah. You know, he's just like the coolest dude ever. Yeah. You know, and Bree just, she's always honed that into him, like being good, being kind, being a good, good person. And she does it with both her boys and mm. does an amazing job at it, to yeah. be honest. And it's like, it makes me feel so happy because, you know, I'm not home all the time. I work a lot, a yeah. lot of hours. So it feels good. You see all this stuff. I do as much as I can. Right. Bree picks up most of the weight right. with all the therapies and everything going on. And we're on a nice path right now. And it's always changing, mm-hmm. you know, as the old kids will get older, as you know. Yeah. And, but, you know, I could just say like right now the path is, it's good. It's clear for Hudson. And, and for us, our expectations for him are, we're always going to try to help him with his skills, help him with this. But it took us a very long time for both of us, especially me being a guy, mm-hmm. you know, being like, no, he'll be able to like play baseball with me and like, mm. we'll have a catch one day. Or eventually I had to be like, who cares if I don't? Yeah. Like, why does that matter? Like, why do I have to have these little things? Right. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. him being healthy, him being happy, him, right. you know, hugging me, kissing me, loving me. Right. That means more than anything. Mm. And that means he lives with us forever. Right. Who cares? Right. If he goes off and lives his life one day, great. It yeah. doesn't matter to me. It's all yeah. about his happiness. Yeah. And that took for both of us and still, we're still in the acceptance phase of this could be a spider web. We don't know what's going to happen in 20 right. years. No one does. No. So let's not try to predict predict it. Sure. Let's just take it day by day. Right. And at the end of the day, we want him to be happy. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate goal. Regardless. Yeah. Regardless. Okay. Regardless. All right. And so it sounds like you said something just a moment ago of this acceptance piece of accepting this reality. Yeah. Um, what do you think has been most difficult of that that part? Of acceptance, do you think for you? Just even in this moment, what do you think? Even now, is like a the other part, the other side of that that might be a little hard. Honestly, for me, I had a very um, I had a lot of friends. We went out, skateboarded. Mm-hmm. You know, we we messed around. Like we always had. I have a million stories of like you know, just goofing around with friends. Sure. And that part always makes me feel sad. Like he may not have that. Mm. He may not have that kind of connection with multiple friends or going out or doing this. I hope he does. Yeah. But for me, I was like, that makes me sad for him. Yeah. That makes me sad being like, I don't know if he'll have a best friend. Mm-hmm. I sure hope he does. Right. I really hope he has a group of people he can trust and right. talk to and they love him and he loves them. I hope that happens for him. Yeah. For me, that always made me feel sad late at night thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the prime memories growing up my whole life. Right. Like, doing fun things with friends, right. going out, even through high school, yeah. early, you know, everything. Like, yeah. that was like, for me, friends were like a core of who I was. Yeah. You know, um, it's really, it was really important to me. Yeah. For me, I just felt sad, like, he probably won't have that. Mm. I hope he does. I yeah. hope he has that. But for me to accept, like, who cares if he doesn't have that? Right. You know, it's like, right. that's my expectation for him. That's yeah. me projecting my, like, well, that's what I had, and it was awesome. Right. Who cares? Right. Like, Who cares? You know? Yeah. That's that kind of, <laughs> that's that tension of the, of the acceptance, but also the, your own story, your own experience saying, that's what right. I had and a little sad and afraid of what will he have, but also accepting at the end, who cares as long as he's healthy and happy and right. it's great. But it's, it's this tension that it is can shift, tension. that can shift at any moment. Like maybe some days are easier. Some are like, oh, it hits yeah. you harder and like, okay, what's most important. And so to flip it, what is your favorite thing about Hudson? 
Oh, his, his, just his attitude. He's just like, so hit my tattoo on this side is for him. It's boxing gloves. <laughs> he's a tough kid. Yeah. Like he's very resilient. Yeah. He can go through anything, yeah. look on the other side, just fine. Yeah. Like there's just this positivity, this light about mm. him. That's just awesome. Yeah. And like, we have never been the parents, even when we knew like there was something a little different. We never shied away from like p- bringing him out to restaurants or going and doing things. And I think that benefit and he thrives. Up. Yeah. Like he great. loves being around people, being out and about, you know, like, and it's fun because he's really, he loves hanging out with other kids. Yeah. Even though he can't fully communicate, mm-hmm. it's weird. Like kids don't care. Hmm. <laughs> you know? Little kids truly don't care. Yeah. You know, as long as you don't be a turd, you're not throwing things at other kids. Like sure. other kids don't care if they're talking to each other. Like they're going on the slide, they're playing chase around, they're yeah. just doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's the stuff I'm like, he's always down to oh. play with other kids, mm. have fun. You know, it's it's awesome. Like he plays with his cousins now and they're swimming yeah. and it's just like, makes me feel so happy that that's he's awesome. so involved. And, uh, you know, I hope he always has that confidence of mm. like, I can just do this stuff. <laughs> and it's funny, it's like when he hangs out with kids that are, you know, call him like, I don't know if the word is normal, whatever you want to call sure. neurotypical kids, he always thrives with them. Mm. With kids that are similar to him, his energy seems a little like, oh, like, what do I do here? Mm. It's funny. We've always noticed that. Like, he always seems to thrive in an environment where like other kids are there, they're good on the slides and he's kind of like mimicking them. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's cool. Like it's yeah. really cool. Cause he's not shy about it. He just goes, he just goes for yeah. it. Like, he's a go getter. Like, yeah. and it's really, yeah. really awesome to see, yeah. you know, I, I love it. Cause he's just like, <laughs> he's gung ho. Yeah. Like I was telling you before, he's a little fearless. He'll yeah. jump on the trampoline, do these crazy tricks, do right. this, do that. And he's just like, hmm. he's got this awesome spirit about him. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to do with your boys? To, like right now? Oh man, Together. I love just taking them to like parks. Parks. You know, there's one by our house called like Cowan Heights and has this huge hill they can run down. <laughs> and then you get to the very bottom and it's like almost looks like you're camping. It's got huge trees everywhere. Okay. okay. And Hudson likes walking like where the old like uh uh what's it called? Like river used to wash through. Okay. So there's yeah, like yeah. sticks and all this stuff. Yeah. And he likes just messing around in there. Okay. Wyatt likes playing with like little tractors and stuff like that. And yeah. so, yeah, just, I love just going out with them a lot. Yeah. Being you know, outdoors. Being, being outdoors. Moving, going. Moving around. I love jumping on the trampoline with them. Yeah. My youngest doesn't like when I jump because it scares him, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hudson yeah. loves it because I launch him super high yeah, and yeah. he's laughing and Wyatt just goes like, no, no, dad, no, dad. Too I'm big, trampling. too bad. <laughs> yeah, he gets all nervous. You know, he's like, he's jumping like yeah. this high and he's so proud of himself yeah. for doing that. And then you just, and I freaking just launch them over the freaking net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see that because he's only how old is he again? The youngest. He's two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, so that makes sense. He's two yeah. and a half. And you know what? You know Hudson's five, so he's all about it. He's all. Yeah, he's about all about it. it. That's good. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Um, and I'm wondering to, to switch topics as we kind of start to kind of wrap up. I'm wondering two questions I kind of want to end with. One, what do you do like? What do you do for your therapy? Like how do you take care of yourself? And whether mm. that's actually going to therapy or you go for a run. Like what did, what do you think for you is therapy? Well, how do you take care of yourself? I would say before the pandemic, I loved early morning workouts. Okay. I would get up. So I'm usually like up for work around five, five fifteen. Okay. Like emailing, be in the office around six, do my thing, go back. So typically I would get up at like 4.45, yeah. get to LA Fitness by 5, work out till 6, then go into, and I was like, that felt so good. Hmm. Just to have that like 
good relief, stress, you know. Yeah. The, my job's pretty stressful overall. Okay. It's a lot of, you know, uh, I work in oil and gas. There's a lot of dynamics that always are moving around. So okay. it's very adventurous every single day. Sure. So to, to say, you know, say at least, but... Yeah, so that was nice. And then I've had to find new avenues mm. since that, since like everything was closed forever. Sure. And honestly, that was hard. Yeah. Because I was oh, I was I played sports. Right. So like working out was always that was like a therapy. It was a nice exercise. thing to get into. Sure. Spend an hour, hour and a half, yeah. kind of tune out. Sure. Do my thing, listen to music, and I just I don't have to worry about mm. anything, but just doing my next thing. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's you know I've been trying to read more. Okay. I was never into like. It sounds funny. It's like day-to-day reading, like a okay. nice book, like a C.S. Lewis book. I literally, like if I read a page, I'd fall asleep. <laughs> like I couldn't even get past like page one, like yeah. I was just out, like Done. in bed. Yeah. And it was hard. Like I don't know why right. that was. Like I don't mind, and it's, I'm, I'm such a nerd, but like anything I had to do with my work, like studying, you know, the dynamics of drilling or production or a lot of things. I could just read and read and read wow. and read. But, you know, you can't read that stuff all the time. Sure. So I always was like, I got to read something that's like a good, fun read. Like, you know, good books. And I've gotten better at okay. not falling asleep after two pages. So, <laughs> so that's so been nice. <laughs> that's, your, that's your current therapy, getting to page three before passing out. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to get a few pages in before I'm too tired. But now that things are slowly opening up, I've been working out more. And oh, that's good. Been, that's been nice. That's been really okay. nice. And, you know, I mentioned you before. I think before, like I smoke cigars. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of like it because of it takes four or five minutes to an hour. Yeah. So you have this downtime where you can read or you can just, you know, tune out on your phone. Right. Or you can just you can journal a little mm. bit. I I should journal more. Mm-hmm. I know that. I used to journal a lot more okay. and that okay. always helped out a lot with yeah. therapy stuff. Yeah. But that is always something where it's like, I'm committed to this 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. It's something I like to do. Yeah. It's peaceful. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's downtime. I could put my earphones in yeah. and just relax. And yeah. that's something I know it's not the best for me, but that is something like every once in a while I'd like to do that just yeah. to kind of get that that downtime, that okay. quiet time yeah. personally. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And, and, and <laughs> hey man, it's whatever it kind of takes it helps you kind of just slow down, pause. Whether it's going to the gym, reading, smoking a cigar, it doesn't matter. It's just something that kind of what is your th- form of therapy? Because we all need it. We all need that kind of outlet for yeah. decompressing, right? And 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 having different avenues is helpful, right? And I've always had a hard time with that. Yeah, I'm somebody that wants to be going nonstop, mm. and then yeah. like my head hits the pillow, and and I fall asleep, crash. and then I'm just okay. running again. And that's been something I've had to like learn. Well, learn you learn with age. Yeah. Right. The older you get, the harder True. it is to, you can't, you know, burn the candle both no, ends. No, 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 no. You just can't. No, so no, no. you got to have that, yeah, like, what do I need to do to, like, pause for a little bit, right. do this, do that. Right. So I've I've learned as I got older, especially with jobs getting more stressful, mm. you kind of have to learn to balance that with family and yeah. work and everything. And right. That's, it's a, it's hard to balance. I mean, for me, it was, it's still hard to balance. Yeah. Personally. It's, you know. It, it is hard. You're right. It's a, it's a kind of constant balancing act yeah you know and then as they get older you're always adjusting you know yeah. like now they got sports or now they got this it's <laughs> yeah. like okay now it, it it's a it's a balancing act um and so the last question i want to end with is what would you want to give to both of your boys like looking back of like what do you think the one thing you would want them to know above all else 
and you can even this you could even take this from your childhood like what's maybe one thing that you love to hear or needed to hear and maybe want to give to your kids as as they grow up like if you could leave them with something um that's important to you a message or whatever what's the one thing you'd want to give them as a gift Mm. it's a good question i think growing up i always felt very loved Mm. you know my parents you know there was four of us i'm the youngest of four okay you know, the, the long, you know, the fourth one's usually like, where is he? Well, who cares? Move on. You know what I mean? So there's definitely, you know, I definitely always knew like there, it, our parents were very busy all the time. Yeah. Our, yeah. our age difference is like 10 years, yeah. eight. And then me and my sister are only 16 months apart. Okay. So it was like us and then truly them. Okay. You know what I mean? It had yeah. that dynamic. Like they're older, they play sports yeah. and then they're in college. We're in middle school. So there was that, a lot of that dynamic. And okay. my parents somehow were able to balance it to where, all of us felt really loved, really appreciated. And my dad's like my hero. He, I don't know how everything seems so easy to him. Hmm. Like he has this way where like, if something's on fire, he's like, we can just put that out. Hmm. It's not a big deal. Sure. And you're like, oh, you're right. Yeah. But then you go to the next thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And he's always has this like, it's okay. Yeah. You know, and they're always big on like, be better on people that love you. Yeah. Who respect you. Hmm. Don't do things just for for whatever reason. Like right. it could be something cool. It could be if you're not happy doing it, don't do it. Yeah, you know. And my dad, especially, like I get my a lot of my work ethic from him. Mm. He was big on like commitment. Sure, right. Like I never, I never forget when I was like eight or nine years old. I was on like on a travel baseball team, right? And I wanted to quit because a lot of work. And he's like, No, mm. you're not quitting. Mm. Like you committed. Okay. Like you're in this. Yeah. Like you said you wanted to do this. Yeah. It's whatever, 12 weeks. Hmm. You can, we'll burn through it. Yeah. Like, but you shouldn't just drop in the middle of a season. That's, that's not cool to anyone. Right. Like little things like that is like, that's a lot of good value. Hmm. But like the loving part, the good work, especially them being boys, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very different dynamic with, with men specifically with mm-hmm. work or, you know, a home environment. And it's always changing yeah. with time. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm always like, you know, find people that love you, respect you for who you are, mm-hmm. find things you like to do, no matter what they are. You know, like for me, I had no desire to work in the oil and gas industry. Not any desire whatsoever, but my dad kind of was like, just try it. Yeah. If you hate it, you hate it. Right. If you like it, you stick with it. Mm-hmm. But you should just continue to try things. I was like, I was never good in school. Mm-hmm. I was great at projects. Right. I was like, I can get a C plus if I just get an A plus in the test. Don't do any homework and just hang out with my friends. Awesome. I'll just do that. <laughs> that sounds way better. Yeah, so sure. I knew it was always there. I just right. didn't want to do it. Right. You know what I, mean? I didn't want to do the work. Sure, sure. So when I was 19, started working oil and gas. Yeah. Three months in, I was like, this is what I want to do. Okay. This is awesome. And okay. I was just into it, fell in love, and then just kind of progressively moved up and sure. did my thing and I've been doing it 15 years. Wow. But, you know, going back to your question, I think it's just about, I, I think I just keep preaching to my boys, mm. like whatever makes you happy, who cares if you cut lawns or electrician, working oil and gas or a freaking PhD, super smart, that makes you happy, do it. Mm. Because that's what's most important. That's what's going to sure. get you through every single day. Right. No matter what happens in your life, you make no money or a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Rich people are miserable too. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure, <laughs> you know? sure. Yeah. So, no. and that's something that was always kind of taught with me. Mm. You know, like don't do things for money. Don't do things out of to make your circumstance better. Right. Do it to have everyone around you love you, 
be a part of something that's bigger than you. Yeah. So therefore, you know, that's where a lot of my faith comes into the equation. Yeah. So I don't know that I, I just, I kind of always want to preach that back to mm. them, you know, and my wife's really good at that too. Yeah. She's good at like, you don't have to be perfect for everyone. Yeah. Like, you don't have to right. be everyone's little clone or anything like yeah. that. Like be what, be what makes you happy. Right. Cause we're going to support you no matter what yeah. we're, we're both in this to support your path in life. Yeah. Cause that's the most important thing for us. That's kind of what I was taught with good work ethic you're going to find your pathway. Right. You're going to find it. If you're looking for it and if you're not clouded with money and all this other expectations, you're going to be really, really freaking happy. Mm-hmm. Really happy. Yeah. What a dude, what a powerful message. Just <laughs> seriously. Like, I mean, it, it, it's just like, yeah, know that you're loved. Just do what makes you happy regardless. Who cares? Yeah. At the end, don't worry about the money. Just worry about finding something you enjoy and, and knowing that I love you. What I heard you say is I love you regardless. Like you're yeah. my boy's. No matter if you're cutting grass or a yeah. PhD, I want you just to enjoy your like life. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, right? because I'm, I you're right. my son you're and my you're son. happy and you're what happy. Else could you ever want as a parent, right, for your kids to be happy and right. thrive in whatever they want to do, dude? That's it. <laughs> no, I mean that's it. That's golden. And then yeah. your boys, I think, are gonna know that man. So, I hope so. Yeah. I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining uh, yeah. Therapy for Dads podcast and. Ryan, you've been a, it's been a pleasure for conversation, man. This is fun. I yeah. really appreciate it. This yeah. Is great stuff. I'll have you on again soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining and listening today. Please leave a comment and review the show. Dads are tough, but not tough enough to do this fatherhood thing alone. Alone.